You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome back to the Get Tucked Podcast. It's me, Tuck. All right. What a week it's been. Uh, I try not to get political on the show because I know everyone that's listening has a different point of view, especially when it comes to people that like my band. Um, If we all thought the same thing, you know, maybe things would be easier, but sure, you know. We love being individuals, and that's what makes us special, right? But some things are so clearly wrong that it shouldn't matter who you are or where you're from. You should just know it's wrong. The last few months have been wild, and I try not to argue too much, um, especially on social media. Everyone listening to this show every week knows I'm a pretty fun guy. Um, I love life. I love my life. I love my friends, family, and all that I'm surrounded by. I'm very lucky. Just after such a heavy week, I want to take a moment to focus on our community and to just like make sure that we have some conscious thought before we just joke, jump into jokes and having a good time. Um, firstly, you know, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Um, Best known for his role is Black Panther. Um, I never knew that he was sick. I don't think a lot of people did, but I'm glad we got to view your art, and um, we'll have that for the rest of the time, so thank you. And also, uh, the music community suffered an extremely heavy loss this week. Rest in power, Riley Gale. Um, I'm not saying I was like the world's biggest uh, Power Trip fan, but... I 100% was a fan. Riley and Power Trip brought back Thrash. Uh, they, re- they reach so deep into the metal earth, pull out the root and perform the genre to the level of the greats. He was so captivating and a rock star in every sense of the word. I'm so blessed that I got to see him perform in the great state of Texas, of course, which is pretty awesome. Riley will go down with the greats and forever be known as one of the best front men Texas and the world have ever seen. Long live power trip, rest in power, Riley Gale. Um, let's take a moment of silence to send some love into the world or matrix. Say a prayer, say a lyric, whatever you want, but just take a moment. All right. Thank you guys for doing that. Um, I know it's a heavy start to the show this week, but I thank you all for listening. I'm not the brightest dude. I'm not the most educated. I just try to go with my gut and say what's on my heart. So thank you for listening to me this week. Um, Usually it is just a fuck you or a bad joke or whatever. um, But I just felt like I needed to do that this week Um, for my friends that are hurting, for all the people that um, are just completely enraged and um, 
hopefully, you know, we all can feel a little bit better soon. But, all right, this week on the motherfucking Get Tucked Podcast, it's Aaron Hurd of Jesus Peace, you bitches. Aaron is actually in two of my favorite bands. Um, He plays bass in Philly Rock Gods, Nothing. They're a super sick shoegaze rock band. Um, And while also fronting the band Jesus Peace. Dude's super busy. Um, Their latest release, Only Self, has absolutely reached worldwide acclaim and brought them into the limelight of current metallic hardcore. We may have gotten too stoned at first, um, but whatever. It was fun. Um, This show is sponsored by FeatureDex.com. You can hire Aaron or over 170 other vocalists for features by going to FeatureDex.com. You can click on any artist, send them a song, send them your social media links. They will log in, listen to your song, and accept or decline. Don't sleep on your chance to work with your favorite singers. We have a really big announcement tomorrow. It may have something to do with sleeping and saying love is forever or something like that. All right, enough about my screamo business, the most screamo business on earth, FeaturedX.com. Here we go, my chat with Aaron Hurd of Jesus Peace. Not too much, just hanging, feeling nice and toasty. I feel like we really prepared ourselves for the show today, you know? Yeah. I, like, two the spliffs best really. Yeah, got, got <laughs> me in that nice place where I feel really good. I got my Goku coffee mug, and I'm I'm ready for today. Which Goku are we talking right now? It's the one with the blue hair and shit from the new shit. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. Y'all, he looks real cool. He does look cool, but I'll, I'm going to go ahead and say that Resurrection F was a horrible movie. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> that cool. I mean, it's, you know, it's an interesting show, I think, when you grew up on it. Because my dad showed me it when I was in fucking third grade. And I used to watch yeah. it before school in the morning, before it went on Toonami, you know? And yeah. then... Um, so I've followed it for a long time, and I just love... I mean, I love the original story so fucking much, and uh, yeah. the new stuff just seems like they're just trying to keep it alive rather than letting it live in the majesty that Dragon Ball Z was, but... Um, I agree. But I'll still watch it because it's fun. I don't give a shit, but... Um, yeah. Yeah. 
it's good stuff. Yeah, man. But I'm a Piccolo fan anyway, so fuck everybody That's else. That's my dude. Piccolo is a nigga for sure. I don't ever want to hear otherwise. You know what? I you know I think that's what they went for, especially with the deep voice and everything, yeah. where it's just like I'm the most intimidating character here. Fuck you guys. So that, that nigga's hard know, as fuck. He truly is, and he's the most important thing to the person that saves everyone, which is Goku and or Gohan. And Gohan would never be who he is without Piccolo. Yeah, true, man. You know, he was the real father figure in that situation for a long time. Because Goku, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Goku just be dying, taking off for a while. Yep. yep. And the real trainer was Piccolo. He was the one that actually taught him to like keep his cool and to harness his power. So the real, the real leader and underdog in that story. But yeah, shout out to Pig. You rolling man, up man. right now? What are you doing? I'm playing with a little Rubik's cube. Oh. Yeah, stop. Oh, it's okay. Dude, Bye, are you good at those? I'm terrible at anything yeah, that has to do I with skill. Love them, man. Dude, yeah, you're just like me, though, where you're going to want to fidget this whole fucking interview. Yeah, basically. I'm just staring <laughs> mad shit on my fucking table. I'm like, what No, I find something fun now? to play with. No, my my business partners for Feature Decks, they always make fun of me because whenever we do voice calls, I'm always playing guitar, and they're just like, do you, do you have to? I'm like, well, if you expect me to sit here for 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah you got to give me something much. to do, dude. Um. Dude, I have a question for you that is Jesus Peace related to start. Um, Hit me. So I was just listening to the first EP, the one that you guys came out with in like 2016, I think. Um, yeah. The one that has Oppressor on it. And right yeah. before Oppressor, there's a voice clip. And is that voice clip Richard Kuklinski, better known as the Iceman? Yes. <laughs> Fuck, yes. All right, sick. I heard that and I was just like, he's one of my favorite serial killers ever. I guess, yeah. you know, he's more, I refer to him as a hitman, not a serial killer. Because yeah. it was his job, you know. And for everyone listening, yeah. you should look up the Iceman or better known as Richard Kuklinski. He's one of the most prolific hitmen to ever be in the New York, New Jersey area. But his work took him everywhere and he killed so many motherfuckers. He's like, Yo, ugh. don't get me wrong. I'm not here like, yeah, Rich is my man. Like, oh, I know. I just, you know what I, I mean, but yeah. it just, it just suited the part. Like, I was watching the documentary, uh, like, honestly, around that month or so. The I HBO just one. Say that. Yeah, I heard mm-hmm. him say that, and I was like, hey, man, he's right, and it just stuck with me for a little bit. People that have heard that listen to my show know that I, I really like, like, my nighttime movies like the silence of the lambs and shit. I, I'm a yeah. little strange. I, I enjoy, especially when you think about, you know, back in the day before, um, there was forensics and stuff, being able to get away with the things that Richard did is just astronomical. It's, yeah, it's crazy, it, it's crazy, crazy shit. And yeah, definitely not glorifying the things he did. Cause he ruined a billion families and killed so many people, homeless people, people with, that just never deserved it. But yeah. um, I just watch a lot of those documentaries because what the fuck else am I going to do right now? Yes, anyway, it's, enter- um, it's entertainment. For, yeah. you know. But the movie that they made about him is very interesting because they that do. sucks. <laughs> yeah. They really try to make him seem like a nice guy and they try to, to play it up. Like he's this great family man, but, I mean, he does in his interviews seem like he really loves his family, but he's still a fucking psycho killer. Like, yeah. Well, the thing is, dude, with those movies, you kind of have, like, you don't have to, but it seemed like around that time you had to make sure you've established this like 
two-sided thing like super hard instead of like slightly playing on it like tastefully you know what I mean well that's like, like that old Italian mob thing it's like you know I'm gonna kill somebody and then seven Hail Marys save me you know I just yeah. go I go in I make my confession it's okay blah 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 you know and yeah. it's all fine because you know God will save me so but no Goku will save them or Gohan God gets no visits yes God gets no visits but dude it w- today's going to be a jumble because we're going to have to go back and forth between Jesus Peace and Nothing Shit because I like both of your bands equally, but they both serve de- very different purposes in my existence. Yeah. Um, as I'm sure the they most do for stoner you. fucking conversation so far. I know, it's awesome. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> I just was sitting here like, damn, we've been bullshit for like 10 minutes. <laughs> Dude, well, no yeah, one wants to hear about real band stuff. They just want to hear about what we like, which is true. a fun things. But um, yeah, both bands, that's totally fine. I like talking about all this shit. I don't. I, I've been fucking locked in the crib for like six months. I'm like dying to talk about something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can only imagine. Especially your life has changed so much recently, as you are a new Fuck, father. Yeah. So um, yes, man. Congratulations on that. It's fucking Thank awesome. You. That family you know pick. Up? Yeah, dude, that pic y'all took this past weekend, you guys looked so cute. <laughs> Thank um, you, man. Of course. Um, it's got to be a really interesting experience diving into that world, but it seems like you're doing a pretty fucking awesome job. And when we've talked, you've seemed really happy, other than at the world burning and all that, you know? Yeah. So I'm it's, glad uh, you, yeah. It's, it, the best way to explain it is like, I always use music to be like my fire in life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, damn, I need something to live for, you know, but now I actually have that. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely, man. You know. I have that, that base and like that constant and that constant is my family as before. Like I didn't really care about family much. Like I love my family, but like naturally as I grown older, I would just like, you know, Fell into my own shit. Well, as a man that has the word bastard tattooed on his stomach, I would assume that you have some issues with family at some point. But, you know, yeah. I, you know it's just nice to see, especially after watching my own member, Bobby, now have his, he just had his third child, his son Ozzy, a few weeks ago. And just getting to watch people raise little people. And it, it's kind of amazing, and it, it is inspiring, and it makes you realize that there's a lot of good in the world, despite everything negative that's happening to all, to everyone, and that we all see constantly in the social media. So, I don't yeah. know. It's nice. When I get to scroll through and see you guys, it's like, ah, that's a nice little sense of relief, you know, versus yeah. the standard shit. But, um, yeah. which you've, I mean, Stop you're... people to shit. But you're one of the people who's been talking about this for a long time, versus... You know, you know, a lot of bands, I think, now are more aware maybe what's been going on in the world for a long time. But we look back at a song like Oppressor, you know, in yeah. 2016, there weren't a lot of songs like that. And yeah, it's cool to see that you have always led the charge and use your voice for something positive. And, you know, I see it, you know, with your whole band as like an ethos. And it's, it's nice because it's sincere and genuine. It's not just a bunch of 
bullshit and you know kids running around causing a ruckus and spray paint and stuff for no reason you know and you know a lot of that gets a bad rap because even you know i grew up upstate so i didn't see a lot of this kind of stuff but be that i live in brooklyn now my fiance and i did partake in like you know the walks over the bridge and stuff like that and i just didn't i enjoyed seeing the unity and not people being destructive which was really great um yeah but it's uh yeah it's got to be you know, a hard time. Just, yeah. People just show what they want to show on TV. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. But hopefully through all this shit, we will get some amazing records, which I know you guys are work. You guys as in Jesus piece are working on new material, I believe. Right. Yeah. Uh, we're right now. That's awesome. It's, been, it's uh it's really exciting. Cause I mean, I love making music and doing vocals and shit. So that's exciting. But like, it's just, uh, another chance to kind of, you know, purge what's going on in life, you know, get it off my chest and off my shoulders. Absolutely. And only also, self, hopefully, I mean, yeah. I said also, hopefully just kind of like set things up for the future. If there is one, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, there is. And you, <laughs> your band in particular, I mean, both your bands are just in a place where there is that middle ground right now where there are bands that maybe have been out long a long time and their bands have lost um, some vol, you know, some velocity in their careers and things aren't really moving the same way. They're on the way down this time really, really hurts them. And there's also really young bands who just put out their first record and now can't tour on it. Can't pay off that loan. So how is the label going to pay for another album? So they're in a really sticky situation where at least your band has this draw and this, you know, desire from so many people where, you guys will be okay regardless. It's just getting through the year financially. That's the biggest burden. Um, yeah. But I'm excited for it because Only Self really smashed. I mean, that record brought you guys into a whole new limelight of touring. You got placed yeah. really well on tours for being really your first full length, if I'm correct. Yeah, like we didn't even tour on the full length yet, Pimp. Like, yeah. We put it out and I was just like super busy with nothing and stuff and all the dates were a little crazy and we did a lot of like uh you know out of out of the country touring but we never did like a proper US tour on the record. Oh okay, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah. Um cuz you I you just did the was the Ghost Main run before Only Self came out? No, no, no that was after Only Self came oh, out. Oh okay, cool. Only um, Self came out in 2018. Yeah, that's what I thought. But yeah, you were b- super busy at that time because also nothing was yeah. totally taking off. Um, yeah, dude, I was doing back-to-back tours for a little bit. Sounds insane. Up. It must have absolutely run you down. Like I, that would. Be Yo, different. honestly, I kind of fucking thrive on the road. I'm not gonna front. Like once I get into the swing and shit, like may it be like two days or fucking twenty or something. Like I'm just living. Like madman style not even gonna lie like okay. i just get too comfortable literally anywhere i'm at so i'll just be like lounging places falling asleep stupid places all kinds of shit see i yeah. love that i think that's when you know you're doing what you're supposed to because i also i know me and my guys in fit particularly we love being on the road and we do really well around each other it's yeah. not it's you know the the longer we've toured and the better things have gotten it's not like we leave the tour being like oh man that sucked it's like yeah that was fucking awesome we did well we made money we're happy cool i'll see you yeah. in a little while guys like have fun um yeah we all love touring does your whole 
um, Jesus Peace crew live in Philadelphia? Because I don't think David's not originally from there, if I'm correct. No, he's not. Um, we all, so I live in Philly, Dave lives in Philly, John lives in Philly, and Lou lives up in NYC because he's got all his modeling shit going on. Yeah, I, didn't he do the walkway on, on Fashion Week or like last year or something? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He's always doing crazy shit. Unreal. Yeah, yeah dude, he, fucking he's pretty. Man. Yeah, he's a pretty good looking, dude. Yeah, absolutely. No, that was super cool when I saw him post that he had. Because my fiance makes is a jeweler. She works for a company called Catbird, and oh, that's, that's her whole shit is like Fashion Week and wanting to go to Milan and that whole thing. Um, so yeah, getting to Milan's see cool. someone in the scene actually work the runway, it's pretty insane. But I know. Do yeah, you know Eve? Sure, I'm proud of him. Um, he's the uh he toured with being as an ocean tattoo fool yeah yeah tons of tattoos you know, he, he does that i i never actually ran into the dude you know what i mean like i'd seen him around like on the internet and shit but never actually met oh okay yeah he's super nice but he he does all that shit too but he's turning into like a superstar model guy like That's he just awesome, did a man. he just did a burberry ad which is oh shit <laughs> shout out to eves man yeah seriously <laughs> congrats I would, dog if i could get some free burberry Oh my yeah, god, right. that would Hooking be really nice. Up. Yeah, please, right? Um, but back to uh, to nothing. How did that all come together? Did you just know Dom from the Philly area, and he brought you in, or how did that work out? Yeah, I mean, I had known Nikki and Brandon just from like drink around the city, chilling, and uh, initially I was just gonna fucking carry the casket in the zero day video, but they were at my house, and at the time we had this like base set up downstairs. Uh, and he was like, yo, you, you play bass? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> he was like, you want to you play bass? And I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll play bass. No but, shit. Like, that's just, it, yeah, it was just that. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> that's, a, that's just how it happened. Yeah, it's super simple. Nothing oh. too fun. We, it was like, uh, was it fucking like New Year's, I think? We were all gathering at my house. Like We went to... Uh, go shoot the video for zero day and it was fucking freezing outside like four or five in the morning yes four in the morning dark so we're down in south philly waiting for the dude and we realized it was four in the afternoon they needed us there so uh we all went to go crash at my crib like us and the camera crew and shit yeah. that's when they, they saw everything in there that's crazy yeah. Well, well that worked out two for years you. later yeah right? seriously because that i mean for everyone listening Band, nothing is a like a shoegaze band, but they're one of the really good ones, not one of the ones that doesn't understand how to actually sound like a shoegaze band. And even though my favorite record of yours, my favorite record of yours is the band's least favorite album, or at least the mix, because Tired of Tomorrow is my favorite. Yeah, that was good, dude. Yeah, I heard that, that I think Dominic maybe was- thinks like the mix was too... Uh, I forget how he, someone phrased it, but too like glossy or or clean sounding. Uh, uh, you know, but I don't think he hates it. I think he likes the record a lot. If anything, <sighs> I think he fucks with Will Yip. Will Yip does this fucking thing. You know did Will I mean? Yip do that record? Yeah, Will Yip did Tired. Oh tomorrow. man, it sounds it's, great. It's so perfect. It's not just great. <laughs> it's literally a perfect record where for an entire year. Just when I would 
be on tour and go to do my yoga and like get myself ready for the day. Mm-hmm. That's what I put in my headphones. Pump it some like, dude. What, Cause the intro to that record, it just, Oh man, when that breaks and the melody comes in, yeah, it's just so nice. perfect. And I'm so envious of when it comes to writing like softer music, what his, his, the way that he works his lyrics, where it just kind of flows, where it's, there's not a lot being said, but every yeah. phrase is really crucial. Um, yeah. But enough about him. We're not I'm here to sure talk he about would, him. I'm sure he would really appreciate that. Seriously. Yeah, I'm, um, a, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a super fan on that one. Well, but. I was, I wasn't in the band when they put that shit out. So I talk about it. I fucking love that record. Yeah. yeah it's great. I'm still a fan. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those albums that you hear where I think there's a lot of people that um, are trying to do that sound and have it work, and then you hear that one thing that makes you get it. And I Mm -hmm. think for me, you know, I just hadn't heard any modern band really pull it off as, as well. So, yeah, you know, it's sick. Thanks, man. But, oh, dude, of course. Um, But, so with... With the Jesus piece stuff, are you guys right now like, are you like just gonna write a whole demo version of it, or are you actually gonna go into the studio while we're all in this quarantine shit? I don't really know. Huh. Straight up, I think we're uh, we're tracking it, and yeah, I really don't fucking know, pimp. <laughs> I think cool. it's pretty. Uh, it's still pretty early in the process. You know what I mean? Still writing. Nice, but. Uh, as far as, you know, recording process goes, we usually just fucking jump right in there. Once they're written, we just, all right, let's get it in there. You know? That's sick. Yeah. Dave, Dave and John and Lou, those dudes work really, really well together. Straight up. It's just an easy process for them to get right through it. It's not like... Yeah, I don't want to say it's easy or nothing, but, but... I guess some bands, it's just fucking pulling teeth, man. Like, yeah. Like, Fit for a King, it's super easy. Putting together a record with my side project fucking sucks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, too many opinions. Everybody has to have their piece. And, like, it's not... At the end, it comes out really cool, but just getting through the process is, like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, you it's guys like mentally all, draining. Yeah, because everyone wants different shit. Um, yeah. But fucking... Didn't you play bass in another band, Full of Hell, as well? No, not... I wish I played bass in Full of Hell. Uh-huh. Fucking Sam's a beast. Uh, nah, it was uh, called Hell to Pay, but ah, uh, okay, yeah, something with hell. Up. Okay, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that's why I thought like so when you ended up doing the nothing thing, I was like, it didn't strike me as that odd because I had known known you did something, but for some reason, this entire time I thought it was full of hell. Which yes, yeah. would be fucking sick. That would be fucking um, tight. Shout out Dylan. Yeah. What a player. I haven't gotten to see that band play, but I really want to. Because our tours never cross paths with anything like that, really. Like, there was, uh, yeah, it's pretty rare that we get to go. Like, we never really get to cross paths with anything that fun. I got to catch up with, like, a Glassjaw show once. And a well, when you're on the show. road? Yeah. You know, when you're there, like. I to see some cool shit doing that, man. Like, there's for some, some reason, it always lines up. I guess the most notable ones for me were like when Glassjaw returned, I got to see Glassjaw. And then I got to play the Masquerade the same day as the Menzingers, which was sick. That's really cool. Yeah, I love that band. Um, 
Yeah, we saw like Max Bemis play a solo show recently, but not too much. Like not not you know. Yeah, uh, I had some crazy shit like that. Like recently, we got to see Caliucci's. No she shit. was playing around the corner. Uh, we played in like I think it was in Austin or something with nothing, and we just like before we played, we just ran over there and went to see her. But apparently, Drake was in the building that same night. We didn't no even see way. that fool. We didn't see him. It would've been cool though. He didn't okay. call you and tell you that he was coming? Yeah, um, he did. I just, I dubbed the call, though. I just hit decline uh, on him. Yeah, you know? that's where, you know, I would assume. I mean, every time that he tries to get a hold of me, I just, I like to leave him on, on scene on Instagram. Like, you, gotta, you gotta let him know who's boss. Absolutely, because Drake <laughs> doesn't have shit on me. Um. <laughs> Yo, the craziest time that that shit's happened, though, I think we were in, like, Munich, Germany, where Jesus Feast the first time we went there. And I'm walking up these like back like steps, and I just hear Aaron, and I just kind of thought I was just like high because I'd never really smoked hash before, so I was cool. already like in the zone. Yeah, and I'm like, God, is that you? <laughs> Who the fuck is that? <laughs> I turn around, and it's fucking Kevin and Charlie from the Merciless Concept, and they're on tour with Suffocation at the time. I know oh, playing, yeah, like like next door to Suffocation in the same venue. I got to go over and sing with them. Oh, that's so sick. Felt fucking, I felt like my balls were gigantic, dude. Very fitting for your vocals as well. I would love to watch that. There's a clip of it floating around somewhere. Uh, um, Yeah, well, you guys were supposed to be a death metal band first. Yeah. And now you're not death metal band, but you're still death-ish. Yeah, we got some I of think that you're death. That. It's like, how would you it's, describe Jesus Peace, I guess? Because it's got death metal influence and it's got hardcore influence. So I, I guess you know. can't really put it in a box. Yeah, I mean, like, you could and just call it some bumbo shit, but I don't know. I'd just be like, yo, we play heavy metal. See, the best thing about your band, though, is you guys can flow into, you can literally do, you could do a Ghost Main tour, you could do a Knocked Loose tour, you could do even do something a lot like more scene-related, I think, yeah. than Knocked Loose. You know? I know, for instance, we wanted to take you guys out, and then I think you turned us down or something happened. I forget. I bet. But, it's okay. We're, you know, <laughs> most people, especially because this was a couple years ago, we wanted the ideal summer tour. It was, we wanted you guys in varials because we wanted to switch it up. And then everyone was just like, we're not going to fucking tour with you guys. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> and uh, come on, Fit for a King and Jesus Peace, how much more fitting is that? Everyone will come to the show thinking you're a Christian band, and then they'll be like, what the fuck is happening? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. It would be hilarious, but... I love telling people we're a Christian band. Like, I don't do it online because I never want to writing, but like, if people ask what it is, I'm like, oh, yeah, well, you should check it out, YouTube. Yeah, you know, it's praise, it's worship music. Hey, you'll um, love it. Exactly. Now, that would be hilarious, but, um, yeah, I still, I I hit up Mitch personally from Varials because I forget uh, um, exactly how uh, it went down, but I was just like, man, what, you're too cool for my fucking band? Mitch, <laughs> you just toured with Wage War. You toured with Wage War. You can't say you don't want to tour with Fit for King, toured with, with Wage War. We are the same band. Um <laughs> Because we're almost the same band. Are you? Do you like share a bunch of members? <laughs> nah, we just sound similar-ish. And, uh, and we, it, we're we friends. We like each other a lot. At least I'll say that. Hopefully no one hears this and is like, nah, dude, I really don't like you. But um, 
<laughs> but our bands are just kind of like similar ish. So I'm just so. always like, all right, well, fine. You can hang out with way or something, dude. I know. We should. We wanna I wanna I think if we did a co headliner together it would be absolutely insane, but it's one of those things of getting everybody to agree. That's always a pickle. Yeah, um, always, always, always. Yeah. What is the dream Jesus Peace tour situation? Who do you want to go out with? Uh probably like Slipknot or something. Sis right. now. Oh dude. I know. We we can't all be code orange though. Um, I know. Yeah, they get to do all that shit. Maybe one day, I know. if COVID it gives us our life back ever. Well, by like 2030, you know, <laughs> we'll be back. I'll be 41. Um, Dude, I, I'm growing this long ass chin beard. Dude, I I'm saw. Trying, like, I'm trying to grow this like long ass braid like down my belt, probably. Dude, that's sick. I saw you put. Um, a hair tie on it and it's sick i've been growing my beard out as well this whole time and i'm getting there but i was thinking more imagine this okay i grow it all the way because i got hair all the way almost from my face down to my chest what from if my I, chest pubes to my ball <laughs> <laughs> from my chest pubes to my ball bro now imagine if i grew it all long enough where i could corn row the hair going down my face and into my chest don't do that. <laughs> I think it would be very sexual. I think it would be very sexual. I think most people would see me and say, that's innovative. I, that guy makes me extremely horny and hard right now. Uh, so please, Mr. Cornrow Face Man, let me suck you. Um, but might, the only, It might work. You know, it might work, but the only person allowed is my fiance. She can get it. She can get it whenever <laughs> she wants. I like that you put the Barry White voice on. Yeah, that's my, um, you know, I'm trying to get sexual with everybody. Yo, it's really good, bitch. Do you want to come into my back room and suck me? You don't have to to say that. Oh, dude, I did one time back in the day. um, My friends had a, a cover band that would play at the bar every Thursday at their college and shit. And they, yeah. they asked me to sing um, Barry White and I did it. And my my friend was like, yo. If I come with an outfit for you, will you wear it? And I was like, sure, whatever. (laughs) So he shows up and it's literally just like felt heart pink shorts. And I was wearing just like, you know, a normal outfit. But I had Tim's on that day because it's winter. So I literally am shirtless in this bar with just these heart shorts on singing Barry White drunk out of my mind in a pair of Tim's. And it was beautiful. You can't Um, beat it. Tell me another karaoke story. I fucking love karaoke. Well, I, you know, my main Ugh. my main squeeze was singing Ignition, and I can't sing it anymore. Oh, but yeah, that song got me laid. Like, if you oh, hit yeah. the time right where you go up and it's karaoke, but it's like 1230. Everybody's been drinking. Everybody's, you know, and then you go and you sing something like that. Everybody sings along. And then all the girls are like, dang, look at that guy singing R. Kelly. He's so handsome. And then someone is like, all right, well, Buy me a drink, and then there you go, and then that's your mm-hmm. night. Um, and, and now people are like, "Look at this motherfucking singing R. Kelly, bro. What's good? I know. <laughs> What's I, good with this fool? I can't do it. I won't do it. I refuse. Yeah, hey, um, it's, you not, know. it's not a bad thing to just not do it. Like, I mean, I rarely listen to R. Kelly, anyways. Like, this shit would come on summertime or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not like 
My Spotify ain't pumped up with fucking no kid diddlers. No, uh, that's no a common way. theme on this show. Is talking about how you can't fuck kids. So why? What the? Why no, it just happened about? a couple episodes ago. I don't know how it came up, but um, Courtney from Spirit Box and I had a, a little conversation about how you, you can come back from almost anything, but you can't come back from fucking kids. Um, yeah, no doubt. And you shouldn't. Uh, yeah, I agree. You know, but thank God R. Kelly is uh, not allowed to make music anymore. At least I don't think he does. I'm pretty sure. They outlawed him from the music world or something? I don't know. I just haven't heard of anything, but I also haven't checked. Because luckily, like you, I don't actually have him in my queue of life (laughs) at all. Um, But it was just such an easy song. Because also, if you played it at a party with an acoustic guitar, because I was also that shitty guy, it was only four chords, you know? And, And... Every crappy emo white guy that grew up on Dashboard Confessional occasionally sings an acoustic song for, you know, a party. Um, Yo, I bought these fucking markers, dog, because, like, I thought they were magnetic, but I think my board just isn't that, like... You have a whiteboard? Yeah, I got one of them shits. Nice, same. You got it, man. It doesn't have the little... It doesn't have the little uh, magnet on the back of it? Yeah, it does. You know what I mean? But it's not working. You know? That's heartbreaking. Just, I know. I'm sorry. It's a goddamn travesty. I'll send you mine. <laughs> I have it. I have one. You hitting a vape right now? What's going on? I was hitting a vape right now. Yes. Look <laughs> at that ear. You're fantastic. Are you are you playing with a skateboard? A finger skateboard? Oh, that's my dog actually. Oh, okay. But it was close actually, super close. Yeah, because I know you do that. I'm, I was always terrible at those things, but I was also terrible at real skateboarding. I didn't have. You say you knew I knew finger skateboarding? Don't yeah, you've put it on Instagram before, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Oh, I thought so. Do you <laughs> finger I, skateboard? I, I do be finger skateboarding. Oh okay. So I'm just that. I'm trying to be like that Narduar dude, where I fucking yeah, find out weird shit facts. about yeah, <laughs> weird shit you didn't know people would know. Um, it's just I'm creeping on the internet. All the time. Um, That's just, I had to stop using my phone so much because I just started creeping. I just like looking at people. Yeah. Hey, what's up? What's going on over here, man? I have been I realized, thinking like, about me. Mm, hello, like, person. Yeah. That, I also realized like when I when you creep, it's like oh I checked up on my friend already. Like he's fine, and then I just like don't text anybody. So I like stopped using Instagram for a little bit. Like I'll use it from time to time so that this way I'll actually like reach out to the people I want to talk to instead of just being like having this like mental check, like, Oh, they're okay. That's a smart decision. I have definitely found myself the other day I was looking on, on Instagram and someone made one of those posts. That's like social media is making you depressed. And I was like, Hey, you're right. I'm going to like not look at this thing for a while. Cause I'm a pretty happy guy and the shit sucks. Um, and it's just, it's difficult because there's that part of you that's like, well, I need to look at it so that way I know what's going on. But at the same time, when you know what's going on, it's only bringing you down sometimes. So it's difficult to yeah. find that justification. But I guess when you're in a band like we are, right, you know, people are always wanting you to be on on social so you're promoting shit. But if you don't have anything to promote, then it doesn't fucking matter. And, yeah. you know, stay away from it because it's not really going to help because if you have real friends like you do, you can just call them. And, yeah, for sure. You know, have actual relationships in this world versus just telling people how cool they look and how much you miss them on the internet. Yeah. Um, 
but whatever. Fuck it. Fucking their fucking Instagram fucking gave Dave a blue check and didn't give anybody else a blue check. Just did Dave. he? Uh, did he apply for it? Yeah, everybody applied. We no shit. Denied except for Dave. Wow. That's so badass. If I was Dave, I'd be like, suck it, but I'm not, so I'm bummed. That's a serious <laughs> tool, and you guys, I would feel very hurt and rejected. Um, you could also argue that Twitter is racist. Um, I don't, oh, we tried Instagram. We didn't try Twitter. <laughs> or Instagram, sorry. I, I'll say, I'm not going to lie. You could probably argue that shit, too. They could um, be fucking letting a lot of bum shit slide from the white side. I can only imagine how many people are trying to get verified every day. I think when we got it, it was just because our manager talked to somebody. But I, no, we don't have a manager. Interesting. Yeah, we've just been like raw dogging it. No shit. A good manager, come holler at us, (laughs) dude. I I wouldn't say that I am, but I know some good ones. I just, uh, you know, it's an interesting thing because I've tried working with younger bands before and I I do currently help to manage a band. But the reality is, you know, I have some connections, but I won't be able to get you the international stuff that you need because, you know, it'll only go so far. But I think that there are some really great people that I have in mind that would be fantastic representation. It's funny because last week I had a similar conversation with Ollie from Broadside where they also didn't have a manager. Um, so, yeah, I you know I have a bunch of them, especially with the Featured X thing going on. There's a lot of people I've been talking to in that world. Ah, so, shit. Um, you know what? We, I think we do have a manager. We just like didn't do anything yet, so it just doesn't feel like oh, we okay. have <laughs> That makes sense. I mean, if you probably teamed up we with them in recently. the last... Yeah, and, you know... It's not really time to do anything right now. And it's not like there is a lot to do. Um, man, it's not like managers can really manifest things out of thin air at the moment because the reality is all bands can do is do live sessions, do Patreons, do Twitch, do FeaturedX.com, book, mm-hmm. a, book a feature with Aaron Hurd. Um, but it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I don't, do you do the Twitch thing? Because you're a video game guy. You know, I... I got this room set up in here, and I even went and got a green screen and shit, so I was thinking about doing it, but, like, I just be thinking, like, who the fuck is trying to see me make fun of video games, but maybe a lot of people. A lot of people, actually. Um, Yeah. Especially because you're fun. You're fun to talk to, and, like, you always have, like, I feel like you are always letting the best parts of your personality out, especially when you're around other people. So, like, I would say, you know, give it a shot and try it because a lot of dudes are starting to make some good money from it. Um, Kurt, yeah, you can make serious money doing Twitch, like serious money playing Twitch. You can after you get your subscribers or after, you know, after you get like verified after a certain amount of time. So essentially how it works from what I've been told is. You sign up, you can start doing the streams, and people have to donate to you. And then once you reach a certain amount of donation, you become a Twitch affiliate, and then you can have subscribers, and then you get paid per subscriber. And I heard it's like $2.50 a month per subscriber, but some of these people have thousands of subscribers. Of course. So you can make dummy money doing it. It's very interesting. That's actually insane. 
Yeah. $2.50 $2, $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. is what I was told per, yep. per subscriber. Um, Damn, I got about like 19 <laughs> followers, 19,000 followers on Instagram. If I could get that many on Twitch, it'd be banging. You'd, yeah, and I've some guys that I've seen doing it <laughs> only in the last couple weeks have already gotten a substantial amount of followers. So, oh, fuck it. It's on then. Yeah. It's one of the best ways I think right now to make um, side income while we can't tour. Yeah, true. So, might as well have a shot. Yeah, I can just go on Twitch and fight with my girlfriend. Exactly. <laughs> Does she play games too? No, she's just crazy. So, oh, that's like, fun. Throw shit, throw shit at each other. So. Yay! <laughs> that sounds I just, super fun. I love her because she's like, she cusses a lot. And I cuss a lot, so we just cuss at each other all the time. It's really fun. Very, very sexual and fantastic. Yeah, I, I, my fiance and I are pretty similar, and at least with, uh, I mean, we don't really don't fight very much. I'd say we don't really fight, but fight. we have we fun. Like yeah, we have exactly. It's just all playful, joking, humor all the time. But people would expect that from some asshole that has a show called Get Tucked. So. Oh, yeah, it's just called Get Tucked, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't ask you, and I have to now in the middle of the show. Aaron Hurd, are you ready to get tucked? (laughs) 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 How could you? (laughs) Just silence. You you broke me. You You're broke like, yeah, me. I don't have the tab, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. You broke my heart, man. Now it, that's the probably the the greatest clip that, that will ever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I want you to tuck me. Yeah, I think um, I'm about ready. Yeah, I like it. I'm into it. Um, dude, I, I need to start doing, when I start doing video for my show, I want to get one of those sound boards where I can add in cool sounds to my show. Yeah. You can just add it in later. Yeah. It'll be like a crazy Ira and the douche from fucking Parks and Rec. Exactly. <laughs> crazy Ira and the douche. Um, hi, go fuck yourself. Um, you can have cool sound clips. It'll just be like, <laughs> get talked. Dude, exactly. And dude, Smart one noises, of my, dude. yeah, one of my favorite shows, it's called your mom's house. It's fucking, um, Tom Segura and Christina Pazitsky. They're two comedians, and theirs just has the most inappropriate sound bites ever from people where it's just like, you want to come? And like, just terrible shit. Because since they're, somehow since they're a, uh, you know, uh, husband and wife duo, they just get away with everything ever. And it's hilarious, and I love it. Respect to them. Absolutely. Fun stuff. But... What can you do? I'll get there. All in due time. Someday I'll have it on video, and then I'll be like Joe Rogan, and then I'll sell my show for $100 million, and then I'll have all the silk, and it'll be amazing. Everything will be silk in my life. I got my baby here. What's up, fool? Hey, little buddy. You're chilling on the podcast. Does he want to say anything nice? Do you want to tell us how you're doing, young man? You want to tell him how you're doing, dude? No. No. That's cool, though. No. How old? 
So he's about to be six months in like a week. That's awesome. He's getting pretty big. Pounds. He's huge, man. Wow. He's, he's okay. Huge. He's yeah. jacked. Like he's not like a fat baby. He's built. It's crazy. Good for you. That must make you feel good. It's like, man, I got yeah, some man. good genes. Hey, kid. Yeah. Got super sperm, yo. Absolutely. There you go. Everyone, be like Aaron Hurd. Get super sperm. Um, yeah. Imagine yeah. if that was an ad. But you can't. That's the thing you can't create. You can't. You can't. I mean, you can buy it. You could go to a sperm bank and buy it from someone else. But I'm just kidding. My sperm didn't do jack shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Breastfeeding is what made this man gigantic, but. Yeah, dude, I've been like doing that for 30 years. Um, it's great. That's why I get to put on muscles. I just, you know, constantly. You drinking breast milk? I've been drinking breast milk. Um, for real? No, nah, I've never milk. had breast milk. <laughs> you made my day. Clinks the bottles. Um, <laughs> I was drinking bottles. Um, I wonder how it tastes, though. It's got to be interesting. It's pretty sweet. It's kind of cool. That's I mean, what like, I yeah. I only I only I took like a tiny sip just to see what was good, like with the, with all the, hu- the hype and fuss was about. That's pretty and cool. it is like it's kinda sweet. Kinda tasted weird initially. Nice. Uh, but I mean it it didn't weird me out too much because I was like, this is at least a human's milk, but I don't think I'd be drinking a fucking glass of that shit at all, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know about a whole glass, but I'd give it a sip. My day will come. Someday my lady's boobies will be extremely swole with delicious growth milk, and I will take a sip. Growth um, milk. Yes. Well, you know, when you think about drinking, like, cow's milk, it's Ooh. literally just a formula to take a tiny baby cow and make it a giant, massive cow. And yeah. so if you... Th- want to put that in your body like it it's gonna have a similar effect um but yeah, yeah got milk campaign such a weird fucking thing eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah there we go yeah <laughs> you talking for the dudes <laughs> yeah there we go so hello. leo hello <laughs> how do you feel about curse of the serpent leo uh, he loves that shit What's up, dude? You just doing some talking today? Yeah, dude. Little kids are super receptive to happy music sometimes. My nephew, he's three and a half, but he, even when he was only like two, he would have times in the car where he would legit cry to my brother-in-law and be like, I want Uncle Crying's band. And he puts on screaming stuff, kids asleep in five minutes. No way. Yeah, he legit loves it. He wants heavy music. He loves to run around the house to it. He yeah, he's all about it. And it's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Legit, when I saw him last week, yeah, first thing out of his mouth was, I like your new songs, Uncle Crying. Oh, hell yeah. And I was just like, you are the greatest child ever. <laughs> Thank you. Because there are some people that didn't like Uncle Crying's songs last week. Um, so <laughs> yeah, we put out an all singing song. So naturally, yeah. there were people that were like, "What? Fit for a King is turning into a butt rock band?" And the only, di- <laughs> you know, the only difference is every album literally has an all singing song, but this one wasn't depressing. So did you we- do it as like a single? Yeah, because it's fun okay, and it's kind of kill switchy. You know, it's mm-hmm. like that kind of. If metal you give people cool. like that shit on a single, they're gonna be like, "What the fuck is going on?" You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they definitely did. But it was fun. <laughs> It's always interesting to watch those comments pour in. Once and they it, uh, hear the whole record, it'll make sense, I'm sure. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Kirby likes to, you know, switch it up on them for the um, the singles and try to push the envelope a little bit. But also, like, these, these singles are meant for radio. They're not meant for... At least two of them were, like, radio songs. They're not just supposed yeah. to be your average breakdown, like, mm-hmm. let's do this and have it on Chugcore thing. Um, yeah. But, um, not you, you know, yeah. When do you think people stop expecting that? You know what I mean? Like, I think they'll always expect it. And I kind of want them to always expect some of it where I think for us, we'll always have some of it on our records. We're never going to go full, like, yeah, it's the start, you know? Yeah. I mean? But we love having those kill switch influence songs because that's kind of a major reason why we're a metalcore band. Um, mm-hmm. And if anyone doesn't want to reach the success that Killswitch has reached, you're kind of a fucking idiot. All right, it's time for the mid-roll. Goddamn mosh, you jabronis. This one's got some heavy breakdowns, snare rolls, and some Killswitch leady riff motherfuckers. And I like it. Essentially, I'm saying it's perfect, and you're going to think so as well. Speaking of perfect, do you all know that Bobby from Fit for a King owns a plant shop? I love having plants in my windows and keeping the house looking lively. You can go to growplantshop.com and order one for yourself. They ship extremely well. I know this because I've purchased some for myself. Go buy yourself, your mom, your dog, whoever, a fucking plant and do it now. Thanks. Whoop, whoop. Okay, I want to give a quick shout out to some other music-related podcasts that I like because I only put out one episode a week and you should listen to some other ones. Just don't listen to them right now. Lead Singer Syndrome with Shane Told, 100 Words or Less with Ray Harkins. That's Awesome Podcast with Joe from Ice Nine Kills. Metalcore Nerds with Sean Mott, Prada Pod with TDWP. And Carry the Fire with Dustin Kensru of Thrice. That's my um, most recent favorite. And I love Thrice, so go listen to those. Okay, this week's choice for the mid-roll mosh is Innate Thirst by Dying Wish. They just announced their signing to Sharptone Records and a pre-order for a new 7-inch. You can go check that out now while you listen to this, and I think you should. The band is currently hard at work with Randy LaBeouf of Graphic Nature Audio uh, making their debut full-length. Randy worked on Slave to Nothing with us. He's done a lot of your favorite records, like the most recent Kublai stuff. And um, as of last week, we got a new Boundary single that he also produced. So the guy is incredibly busy, super talented, super kind. And he also plays in Tradewind, which is a great band. I love that band. Um, I've been on a nostalgia click kick lately um this band kind of continues that theme kind of like 30 nights of violence did last week they are modern and i love that there's a polish to it but they do remind me of what made me first want to put my sister's pants on put my hood up slap some x's on my hands and spin kick the shit out of motherfuckers so it's got those trust kill vibes i love it early ferret kind of shit um Thank you to Sean Keith at Sharp Tone and to Emma for letting me play this. Hopefully we will have her on the show soon. Um, it's really a great song. I think you're all going to love it. So here it is, Innate Thirst by Dying Wish.
So, oh, am I on speakerphone? I don't want to cuss in front of your kid. Oh, uh, no, we cuss in front of him all the time. All right. I don't care if he cusses. Okay. We're, we're going to homeschool this dude anyway, so you can cuss. That's nice. That'll be fun. Well, I mean, you kind of have no choice currently anyway, but it's not like he's going to be doing that for a couple of years. So Yeah, he's got some time. Yeah. That sounds fun, though. The idea of homeschooling, I guess, would be intimidating for me just because I didn't do very well in school, so I don't know how good I'd be at teaching it. Yeah. But is your, uh, like, who's going to be the primary teacher, you think? You really? Whoever's home. Yeah. I mean, whoever's home, yeah. Yeah, like, that makes sense. Well, yeah, because, right, he'll be running around, too. Mm-hmm. Your thing. No, that's awesome. What is like your I, what does the missus do for work? She uh she works at uh at the bar. They got bar back. Oh, sick. Sorry. So she's doing nighttime stuff or is she daytime stuff? Right now it's no stuff, but Right. Uh <laughs> oh, right, right. You're in Philly, which means nothing is open. Dude, I finally so this week Cuomo said that gyms were open, so I got all excited yesterday, and I got ready, and I walked to the gym. It was like a mile and a half, and it was still closed. And I was like, damn. God damn. But, yeah, because I am, well, you know, if they open it to only 30, it's supposed to be like 33%, so I kind of, I think the gym's going to be nicer. I'm going to have less gross people in there than usual, so... Yeah, it's pretty chilling. Let's walk around with one of those disinfectant bottles and spray myself down all the time. Yeah, it was like people in New York were like surprisingly being careful. Everybody had a fucking mask on. Yeah, it's really nice. No bullshit. Yeah, my whole neighborhood has been like that, which we're we're far removed and quiet because I'm in like Bensonhurst, Diker Heights. So it's, you know, closer to Coney than Williamsburg or anything like that. But everyone out here wears a mask and, you know, has been really respectful, which is sick. I love it, but it, yeah, it's I'm eating this sandwich. My bad. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's okay. Sandwiches are good. You're still I got working the munchies, bro. Are you still working the same breakfast sandwich? Yeah, I've been. You know, I've been picking, picking it. See, I like to do that too, where I'll eat half and then I'll let it go for a minute. But I also think that when you get a breakfast sandwich on a hard roll, and particularly. And you, in particular, not particularly, um, when you leave it for a little while, too, it's nice when you go back I, to it. I agree. Yeah. I, mean, I just got, like, a Dunkin' croissant, which Ooh. I got, like, the uh, the Beyond Sausage Egg and Cheese. That sounds delicious. Are you, uh, well, slamming. okay. So you're doing Beyond Sausage, but is there, but there's egg there's, on it, so it's not egg vegan? Oh, okay. Yeah, not vegan. Vegetarian. Oh, okay. oh, that's I was, like, cool. kind of pescatarian, grow. Yeah, I don't. Act, I don't actually like want to come claim anything, but I eat some fish from time to time. And like, even like, anytime I've ever branched out, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna eat this meat." I've had like a horrible time on the toilet, so I've kind of just decided to not do that anymore. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, it's an interesting. I've my fiance has been has done it before, and I've been considering it because I want to see what it would be like if. Uh, with my body, like how it would react and would I like it. Um, I just need to not be a bitch and try it. But I like all the substitutions. All the Beyond stuff um, mm-hmm. is really delicious. The Beyond stuff kind of smells like cat food. Yeah, but I think when you're... I 
Okay, so if I'm going into it, I guess I have like a def- different mental limitation where it's like, all right, well, this is like better than I expected it to be. It's not a real yeah, sausage. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, the impossible stuff, way better. Is it? Yeah, so much better. Okay, I'll have to try that then. Just Give get like a, a brick of like the ground beef and just make whatever you want to make with it. God damn. That's so great. We made homemade quesadillas the other day and it was great. Or the crunch wraps, like, like a homemade crunch yeah. wrap. Because my girl's gluten-free, so she can't eat any of that shit. She can't go to any fast food places except for Chick-fil-A. And oh, Chipotle. Yeah, Chipotle. Yeah. Which, you know, Chipotle, I, I don't really love Chipotle. It's okay. Yeah, I don't fuck with it anymore. Yeah, it's just one of I those just, things everyone wants to eat on tour be, because we exactly. have vegans and stuff. And I just think it's kind of bland, and it doesn't make me feel that good. Um but, yeah, it makes me feel like literal shit every time I eat it. Right. Okay. I'm glad I'm not the only one because it does. It makes me just feel really sluggish and shitty. Well, South Park did that whole thing about them. They would eat it and then it would blow shitty. Chipotle way. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, South Park has done everything because they're brilliant. Um, yeah. And I also I had a period of time where I started eating Vagisil because of South Park. It was delicious. I started eating Vagisil because of South Park. All right, one more time. Vagisil? You ever eaten it? No. Oh, it's delicious. I thought you were fucking with me. You're no. fucking with me. No, it's really good. It's pepperminty, man. You know. You're lying. You ate. You put <laughs> Vagisil into your mouth. I put it on my toothpaste. I put it on my sandwiches. I put it everywhere. You're lying, you asshole. <laughs> you ain't eating no Vagisil. I haven't. But it would be oh nice. I would like to. Yo, know. Loki, I don't know what people would be into. I was like, this nigga is really eating badger soup. <laughs> nah, I'm it's not like, that Oh, my weird. God. That would be... I. You know what? I wonder, though, if there's someone out there who is so shot that after they saw that South Park episode, they tried it. Like one of I those... Yeah. There's always those dumb trends American. where people are challenging themselves to things that they shouldn't put in their body. Yeah, yo, like that gallon of milk shit. Yeah, you can't do that. You'll throw up. It's gross. Yeah, this one dude I knew, he did it, and now he's lactose intolerant. (laughs) Oh, no shit. Yeah, he just can't do dairy anymore. Fucks him up. Which, if anything, like it kind of fucks everyone up a little bit, but... Yeah, it definitely does. If you take it out of your diet completely and then try to put it back in, it fucks with you hard. Dude, I can't even eat regular ice cream anymore. It hurts my stomach so bad. No shit. That's heartbreaking. Straight up. Yeah. Well, Um, luckily, there's this place called Somerset Splits. Please give me free ice cream for saying this. Uh, (laughs) They do some, like, uh, vegan sundaes. Dude, that's sick. I'll hit them up. I'm going to get a sponsorship. Guys. We need vegan ice cream on the show. Every guest gets it sent to their house, and it's melty by the time it gets there. Yeah, they could just put it in their freezer. It'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah, how do you make ice cream, man? I don't think I know how to. Oh, I used to. It's just sugar and, um, like, milk, and you have to have one of these, like, really slow stirrers, and it keeps it at, like, a cool temperature while it stirs it all together. I used to have an ice cream maker, actually. Um, and then you can add in whatever flavors you want. Like I used to make this like blackberry, um, blackberry mint chocolate ice cream. 
Yeah. And it was delicious. And they're not that expensive, the ice cream makers on Amazon. It's totally really? It. Yeah, they're sick, dude. It's really fun because you can make it yourself with like almond milk or whatever really easily. Yeah. And it like it it's not shady. Like it No, it's delicious. Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It, it comes out. out perfect. It's awesome. Like it's you know, it's just homemade real ice cream. It's super sick. I oh, fucking love it, dude. That's pretty bangy. Yeah. Absolutely, dude. Um, fucking, what if, all right, what's your first ice cream you're going to make if you had one right now in front of you? If I fucking had one right now, uh, I'd probably make some sort of peanut butter, cashew, Ooh. Uh, fudge swirl. That sounds insane. With pretzels in it. I got some pretzels down the stairs. I'll probably throw a little bit of that in there. I've been making uh, candy bars, by the way. What? <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking, like, what if I just made, like, uh, like munchies, like crazy snacks? Yeah. So I just started, I, mean, I bought, like, a chocolate mold and shit, and I just started making weird shit all the time. So you just, like, lay it out on a pan, put all your pieces, and then lay the chocolate over it and freeze it and shit? Like, uh, it's like a silicone mold, rather. Ooh, that's easier to crack up and shit. So that's kind yeah, of and you just toss like that, like a metal mixing bowl over top of like a pan, spoiling water. Toss the chocolate in that bowl and just, you know, stir it around. Yep. Oh, that Double boiler action. so good. Oh. Pull that shit up in there. Woo. I'm going to do this. I need to make some treats for myself. Dude, how's the sure. video game going that you're making? Yo, it's going great, actually. Um, <laughs> I enlisted my old friend, like one of my oldest friends, Patrick. Uh, he's helping me with art now while I work on the mechanics so that we can get things going a little faster. So there is a guy who's joined the featured X roster who's a big YouTube gamer and actually mm-hmm. has a company for distri- like putting out video games. Okay. We got we to link you guys up together. That would um, be awesome. Because that would be sick. I bet you he could help you get that out and get it moving. Um, yeah, no doubt. Cause it looked fun. It's like just one of those like old school samurai games, right? Yeah, straight up. It's like I want it to be like fluid enough that you could throw combos, but it's based on stamina still, kind of. So okay. like, I mean, once you're out of stamina, you can't attack. You just gotta retreat for a second until it regens. So you can't just like rush in and just go ape shit. You gotta you know watch yourself, just as like any other game is doing nowadays. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, as you go, I'll probably have it. Like, initially, I have, like, a level system set up right now. Like, and the enemies drop experience, and as, you know, you pick up experience, you, the hearts and the uh, the stamina go up. But I, I want to have it, like, more story-driven, like, doing side quests to get, like, pumped up. You know what I mean? Yeah. How long have you been working on the game? You know, probably, like, half a year now. Oh, wow. Is it a slow process? Is it pretty hard? Yeah. It's only a little hard because it's such a tedious fucking thing, you know, like just coding in general. So, yeah. like, I'll be trying to, like, focus and, like, not make mistakes because, like, even, like, a capital letter sometimes will fuck everything up. So I, like, uh, like that and then trying to take care of the baby at the same time and, you know, making sure my dog is good and everything, like, all at once. It's a lot. You make a lot, of, a lot of errors, so it's better to just wait until you have the off time than to fucking slop together a bunch of code that... You know, you're just going to get a bunch of errors with anyways. Are you learning to code while you do this, or is it something that you've done before? Oh, okay. I I didn't really have any knowledge of coding. I've read a C++ book almost. like I read like three pages, and I was like, this shit is 
whack. <laughs> this is when yeah. I was in like, it was like 2010, but I just never really went back to it. Uh, but I do pixel art on my oh. free time, like I used to a lot. So I, I always wanted someone to make a game for me, but it's kind of hard to recruit somebody to make you a fucking game, especially when you're working with no budget. So I just took matters into my own hands and just watching a whole lot of YouTube and breakdowns of what each function does so I can learn how to use them properly and just really running with it and making all the sprites on my way. That's crazy dedication. Yeah, man. It's, I mean, it's something I've always loved. I've always been very passionate about video games my whole life. So it's just cool to see something like come together like this. So how deep would you say you are into the process? So as of right now, um, I just got Game Maker Studio 2. And uh, when I transferred from Game Maker Studio 1, it messed up uh, my collision for uh, my damage. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to like sort this little fucking like speed bump out. But once that's done, uh, getting like a solid inventory system, um, you know, writing storyline and all that shit and art still needs to be done. But mechanics wise, it's almost done, man. Like I've got all my attacks. I'd like to uh, implement like more with my uh, projectiles and like have it like as you go to the game, you get like a couple different ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Like uh, bombs and stuff like that. But I want it so that like. There's incentive to just go and, you know, go kill out in the fields and, like, you know, get drops that'll help you. You know, you go turn them in for bombs, you know what I mean? Outside of having a money system. Like, I don't want to have a money system. Dude, it's so wild to think about. I mean, people have been doing really cool shit with their time off. Mm-hmm. But that's a wild endeavor to like learn how to code and put a game together from scratch. Where the where the character is pre-made, like... In terms of, no. have you been... Des- okay, so you hadn't, while you did your pixel art in the past, you didn't pre-design them. Nah, I just, like, saw some, like, little, like, samurai-looking shits on Google, and I was like, that's a pretty good, like, template. So I just built off of that, basically, just for now, because they're all just, like, placeholders. I really want to, like, once I, like, totally figure this story, I want to draw everything out and then actually go into some character design about it. Because now everything is just, like, super simple, but initially, when I... Yo, started drawing these up. I was drawing like seven or eight slide animations, and I was like, "Why am I spending so much time on the fucking art right now?" And the mechanics aren't even done, so I just completely just shifted the, uh, my attention and, and went more for the mechanics side of things. Dude, that's awesome. I wonder now is this kind of game something that you could buy like through an app or on your phone kind of shit? Yeah, like, I'm going to be able to put this up on Steam or, like, PlayStation 4 and stuff like that. Like, Oh, sweet. It, uh, yeah, through the program, it, uh, you know, you buy a different licensing. You can, you can buy it just for web or you can buy it, you know, for, to, you know, export to PS4 or, you know, all the other systems. And that's all offered through the software that you're using? Yeah. That's sick. That's I'm where uh, this software is what they made Hyperlight Drifters on. Oh. I don't know if you ever played that game. I haven't. I've heard of it, but I haven't played it. I haven't played many video games because I'm terrible at them. I, <laughs> I, dude, it wasn't one of those things where, like, I know a lot of dudes who have, like, ADHD, and that would be the thing that can make them, like, sit down and settle. But I just, yeah. the only stuff that I ever really played was, like, there used to be these, like, X-Men team games or, like, Marvel team games and shit that were on. Yeah. Um, 
I forget what it was called. They were on like GameCube and shit. Alliance. Uh, yeah, the Alliance games. Like I used to like yeah. to play those games and shit. Um, Very good. But I had them on PSP. <laughs> oh no, shit! See, it was fun when you'd have like my neighbor would come over and play, and like my sister yeah. would play, and my dad would play, and we'd all have fun with it, and it was cool. But I just never sat down and played games by myself. I guess even still, yeah. like my my band will all play Smash Brothers together and shit. I love um, me some Smash Bros. Yeah, I'm definitely the worst out of my crew. But what I do is I play as Bowser and I I suicide everybody. So if I see someone <laughs> only has like one life left and they annoyed me that day, I just grab them and jump off the edge. Because um, I'm that. yeah, I like to fuck up everybody's game. I'm I'm an equal opportunity hater. Uh, so. you gotta be absolutely when you're not good at the game it's not like okay i've won a cup okay i've played with the guys 200 plus times i've won three times <laughs> you know so it's not like my numbers are any good so i, I gotta play to my strengths which is disruption but, you. yeah who's your character when you play splash all links baby always um, links but no with this new Smash, I've been playing with uh, Ken a lot. Oh. I fucking love playing with Ken. Because I like Street Fighter a lot. And when yeah. they toss him in there. Oh, also Cloud. I'm really good with Cloud. So you play with some difficult characters, too. Like Yeah, Swordsman. Yeah. that's See, I'm not... I can't get tricky like that. But I try. Dude. Someday, Fuck when me. I grow up, I'll be a Kid Link. Adult Link. That's Who's what's up. Who do you think is the most uh, overrated character in Smash? Overrated, Mark. <laughs> yeah, dude. Interesting. Yeah, I've, a couple guys on on our squad play with him a lot. Um, One thing I hope I never fucking see again is like a single single tier fucking Final Destination shit against Marth. I've had to play that fucking matchup so many times. Yeah, that like, sucks. The Omega shit, like the three. Just Marth. Always yeah. Marth. Fuck it. I only play Hyrule when I go down into the fucking red zone. You come meet me down there. We'll get into a 200% dam- damage battle in that motherfucker. Oh. Does everyone else in your on in your band play with you? Or do you just play uh, by yourself on tour and shit? I or usually just play by myself. I know that Lou's pretty good. I, I think at one point they brought their Switches on tour and they were all playing together, but... I didn't have one then. Yeah. That's why so, I got uh, one just before the last tour just to play Pokemon. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> it was Sword really fun. Yeah. I still haven't caught them all because there's too many to catch. Man. There's a lot to catch, man. It's it's like, there's a lot to carry on your shoulders. It could take me like a whole year. It would be intense. But did Jesus Peace or Nothing have any tours that were lined up right now that you guys ended up like missing out on because all this shit? Yeah, JP was about to go out with Code Orange for a month. Like, that was going to be our first, like, American full tour, you know, forever. And then we were supposed to go to uh, Europe as well and do Hellfest and all that. Jesus. Dude, what I would fucking kill to do Hellfest. Yeah. We got fucked. We were playing on the same day. System went down, too. On Lewis's birthday. What? What a heartbreaker. Straight up. It was, like, the biggest dick tease ever that's terrible but that's great that you guys are already getting into those massive festivals um yeah. after your first full length like we've been so torn our fucking asses off man 
That's the one yeah. thing, you know? Absolutely. No, you guys were road dogs for sure. And I think it's just one of those things that you can't replicate hype. People can try and people can do, you know, we can run all the ads and we can work all the Spotify algorithms and we can put, you know, work with every publishing agency and yada, yada, yada. But you can't replicate real hype, which yeah. you guys have always had just such a natural hype to your band. Um and I still remember, like, when you, a couple years ago, maybe this was around 2016, I was on a tour with, like, Moths to Flames, and yeah. David was coming through with, like, a bunch of merch and stuff, and it just, I just remember around that time, just everywhere I turned, I felt like I heard Jesus, peace, Jesus, peace, Jesus, peace, and how does that feel? Like, does that, like, do you realize it? You know, it feels crazy, honestly, because sometimes, like, I definitely just live in my own world, and I'm just kind of not paying attention to anything like that. But during that time, like, it was really crazy for me to see people as interested in something we were doing, you know? Totally. Like, I think it's got to be hard to kind of, when you have that kind of mass appeal, that buzz appeal where, you know, it's got to be hard to shift from everyday guy into rock star guy. And the thing is, is I still act like everyday guy, you know, like I get pretty uncomfortable when people try to like, Oh my God. You know what I mean? Like I just be like, yo, please chill. <laughs> See, I think that's cool though. Cause that'll make you last longer. Yeah, for sure. You know, we've, I'm sure you've seen it and I've seen it plenty where people do just want a fucking cool guy all the time on the road. And yeah, it blows my mind, man. It's the same thing with, you know, not responding to kids or messages or whatever. When it's like, imagine a world where people actually just want to ask you how you are, ask you about your opinion on things and give a shit what you have to say, but you don't have enough time to give them any of it back. Like what a fucking prick. Like, yeah. So I'm glad you're like that. That's really nice. Like I think it goes so much further with, your career and being able to expand as a band because at least you won't have people saying you're an asshole. Yeah, true. I mean, like I had a couple years of that and I don't really want that anymore. You know, you get older and you realize that 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 shit's not cool. (laughs) Like being a dickhead isn't fucking cool. You know what I mean? It's not, it just doesn't get you very far. I think it, it can put you in some circles and it can, you know, help your band or your brand to some extent, but I think when you're just trying to, you know, push kindness, maybe you get more opportunities in the long run. But, you know, I don't really know. It's it's it goes both ways. You see at work where there's plenty of people who are superstars and they're also pieces of shit. But there's also plenty of people who are very successful, who are very kind. So, you know, it goes both ways. But who else was on that Code Orange run? It's us, Code Orange, uh, Show Me the Body and Machine Girl. Oh, show me the body is sick. Yeah, they're sick. Yeah, I missed them last time that they came through. They were play- They played a small show upstate a while ago, but I was on tour and didn't get to go. But that's a cool band. See, they played uh, the Williamsburg Music Theater. Oh, okay. Yeah, they there? they played like a, a headliner at this place called BSP in Kingston, New York. Um, nice. And I wanted to see that just because I think they're an interesting band. But that's cool. I mean, the whole new Code Orange hype is pretty tight. Um, I I enjoy that more singing song that they put out. Is yeah. 
interesting. And I, you know, the do you watch the MTV Unplugged thing they did? Kind of. Uh, no, nah, I was out when it, when it aired, but Lewis was there helping film that shit. Oh, that's awesome! I saw some clips of it, and it was very fucking cool. Does Lewis work with Hate Five Six? No, Sonny's just a dude, man. Oh, okay. We all live in Philly, I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah, he is one of the most interesting Philly characters ever. For like sure. every time I listened to a podcast with him recently, and it's just amazing to think about. I mean, obviously he's very educated and, and smart and had a great job, but what he's done with Hate Five Six is just mind blowing. Um, oh yeah. So happy for that dude. It's very yeah. cool. He's a man. Yeah. I know he's got. I think that's probably ever well, a lot of people's first glimpse of Jesus piece was hate five yeah, six. Sure. This is hardcore when everyone came up and sang oppressor. Yeah. Um, well, this last year. Yeah, and the one before mm-hmm. I liked the there was one from the year before when Peter came and sang with you. Oh yeah, he sounded like a fucking mad dog. Yeah, dude, it was <laughs> wild. And I cuz I fucking love that band as well and I think they're the nicest kids on the planet and it was just one, oh, there he is. Um, oh, you can hear. Oh yeah, but it, oh, dude, it's okay. It's cute. Um but, you know, it's an interesting thing. Uh I think that was I think that for me was the first clip I saw of Jesus Peace where it kind of led me to have to check out two bands at the same time. But maybe yeah. I can't recall what came first, the EP or if it was that. Obviously the EP came first and then that this is hardcore video. So I think that was the first time I saw y'all. But do you play yeah. every year? Just I mean we've been playing every year so far. We're not going to play this time, yeah. but I just didn't know if it's like a Philly thing or or how. Yeah, I mean that's really yeah. We didn't. We won't even like play shows in Philly usually until the fest, just to like make sure it pops. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense, man. It's smart, but keeps the hype there and shit. Keeps people wanting yeah. more. But oh yeah, oh, poor little dude, waking up from his naparuski. Um, Probably. but fucking. <coughs> so what's in theory what's next for you man I don't really know bro. I uh I don't really know to be honest uh, it's it's really just like a seeing where the fucking wind takes me yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean like I'm putting you know stock into all these different little projects that I'm doing so I'm trying to just Whichever one's done first and looks the most polished and ready to go, then you yeah, know, all for it. I feel Actually, like I'm, the I'm world playing bass in this other band too. I forgot. Oh, what is it? Can uh, you name called, it? Okay. It's called Action News. Okay, it's just like a crazy hardcore band. That's just sick. Like Philly underground shit. Nice. I'll probably never play shows, but one of those kinds of projects. Yeah, literally. That'll be fun. I'm excited. Yeah, I'll we got uh, been trying to like make music with my friend Mikey since high school basically so and here he's we are in that band a, yeah he's in this band he's from Fixation and uh, Chemical Fix oh, what else sick. fucking I feel like oh this band Drowse as well he plays in like a bunch of bands naturally it seems like if you're gonna be in a hardcore band you have to play in at least four yeah um, you just gotta get your numbers up you know what I mean it's like that one, I don't know him personally, but that Brian guy who plays in Inclination and 
like oh, wrist yeah. meets razor and i think he was in cu space cowboy oh brian prosser yeah and a bunch yeah, of stuff but he's also extremely talented so makes sense yeah, he rips i wish i could play drums and do vocals but i can't really do any screamos and i can't play you drums can't do any screamos not very good man like i do You're some like fry screams dude you would think, right? I don't, yeah. but I, yeah, I, I do a, a couple fry screamies here and there, but I can't do anything really that cool. Um, you just gotta do a bunch of hooting around, dude. You yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like a gorilla. Once you get used to that gorilla shit, you're good to go. I've always you wanted to front a band of like you a should. hardcore band. It would be fun. You're like an energetic ass dude. You would be fucking a live wire out there. It would be so much fun. I would have a great time. But I'd want to, like, you know, do some steroids, get really, really big. Hell like, yeah. Now you know, really, like, really go crazy on everybody and be able to intimidate, jacked. you know? Do some, like, I mean, I'll never look as good as James from Harm's Way, but Absolutely. I'm going to Yeah, try. when we toyed with them, I was like, man, I'm not even taking my shirt off. He's <laughs> crazy looking. It's. Very, very intimidating. But it looks like he works for it, so Jesus Christ, whatever, what the fuck can you do? I remember when I was in Philly with a small bouncy kind of thing. And yeah. uh, he was stomping the ground and kicked the floorboard out of the ground. And I was like, oh shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's, crazy. That's crazy, bro. How do you kick a floorboard out the ground? Because you're hard as fuck. Fucking beast mode. I know. Yeah, that's some wild shit. But, hey. Someday, maybe, after yeah, the steroids. Uh, one can only hope. Yeah, the steroids will definitely do it to you. But yeah. I just got to, like, try not to kill anybody or anything, you know, all jokes aside. But we'll see how it goes. I think it'll be okay. I think I'll be all right. I just won't do them that long, you know. I'll do it a little. I'll do enough steroids, you know. Yeah, just do, like, the, the very tip of the iceberg. Exactly. Then Is that the right time to use it? Uh, yeah, I guess so, because there's still a whole lot underneath the surface, so we don't really want to go underneath the surface, because yeah, then, uh, you know, you then maybe... tippy top. Yeah. <laughs> but, as a person who's toured with As I Lay Dying, I can make jokes like these. But, you know, for uh, real? I did tour with As I Lay Dying, actually. Was uh, this pre-murder stuff, or post-murder Post-murder. Stuff? No um, way! Yeah, this was about a year and a half ago. We went and toured Europe together. Um, it was as I lay dying, Chelsea grin unearth and us. And, uh, it was great. I, the shows were insane. There were some shows in Germany. We played for like 4,000 people and there was big pyro and all the shit. Cause Europe I'm, is a little, um, behind with stuff like that, where I don't think they take notice to the drama yeah. as much. And when it comes to the Tim situation, it's an interesting position for us because there's so many different avenues that hit us as a band. So for one, Josh Gilbert from the band um, is a friend and, and he plays bass and sings and he came and spoke to us and we had really nice conversations before we agreed to anything um, mm -hmm. and just got some more backstory on what went down and how everything went down. And that doesn't mean that I think that it's okay for you to go and try to kill your wife. I'm not condoning it. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely not. A good you thing know, to do. it's not. And it's an interesting, there's a lot of stuff um, that people don't know about the story. It doesn't 
necessarily justify it, but it's yeah. cer- it's certainly more interesting than everyone knows. I'll put it that way. Um, I, don't, I don't. That's they'll figure that shit out. You know what I mean? Like yeah. And for us, it was more. Well, we need to do what's best for our business, and right now we felt what was best for us was playing in front of insane amounts of people. So yeah. It's uh, definitely tough, and I'm with everyone that's listening to this right now that's thinking, well, maybe it would be best for your business if you didn't tour with fucking As I Lay Dying. You're not 100% wrong. I'm not disagreeing with you, uh, but it is an interesting... We'd have to have a personal conversation about it, I think, is the way to put it. Um, but, it, you know, doing that kind of stuff, I, I think there's just so many um, times where people like you and I, maybe our bands are left to these decisions where it's hard to, to make those choices. And, um, I think a lot of people in this situation would just automatically say, no, I'm not going to do that. And I totally understand. And I'm with you. And I'm, I'm not saying that, uh, you're right or wrong. I'm not saying I was right or wrong for doing it, but, um, I'm glad that it worked out. I'm friends with the, you know, a few, I'm, I wouldn't say everybody, but I'm friends with some members of that band. And I also have, I feel bad for the people that also had it taken away from them. You know, imagine being in a band like Tim at the time of his arrest was worth $11 million. They were a massive band, bro. They were the biggest, they're the fucking Metallica of metalcore. 11 million. Yeah. That's what he was worth when, when, the arrest happened. They were that big of a band. So it's a crazy thing to um, think about also how hard it was for everyone else. And the more that you get to know everyone else, you kind of learn the avenues of this uh, situation. But um, it's a, it's a wild one, man. I, it, it really is. It's a, such a touchy topic to, to discuss with anyone. Um, because like, First and foremost, I, you know, you have to think about the ladies in our lives and what's best in that situation. But, you know, you have conversations with your significant other, you have conversations with your team, and you come to the best decision for you at that time. Um, and we're just a band that's never been scared of that much controversy where it's, you know, the band has done an Attila tour, the band has done fucking toured with Upon a Burning Body, the band has toured with As I Lay Dying, the band has toured with... What happened to Upon a Burning Body? They had, um, like they ran, nah, they ran a stunt right before a record came out, pretending that Danny was, um, kidnapped and missing and not even the label knew about it. And then they came back and everyone was like seriously searching for him. And then they were like, no, 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 no. Like this was a, a joke. It was a promo stunt. And everyone was fuck? just like, fuck you. Like, you can't do that. Um, <laughs> yeah joke gone wrong uh didn't work out so well um right who the fuck thinks that's a good idea in their head but jeez yo that's a nathan fielder idea straight up it's yeah it truly is like absolutely <laughs> all right guys so what we're gonna do to make our business come back to life is <laughs> we're gonna pretend that you're dead um, and everyone's going to feel sympathy for you and to think that you're missing. So they'll all buy your album because somehow that adds up for some people yeah. in their fucking heads where it's, oh, I wait. So I feel bad for this band because I think the singer's missing. So I'm going to pre-order your album. Um, 
But <laughs> uh, but you know I'm sorry. I'm I know. Sorry. <laughs> it's I mean it's one of those wild things to discuss. It's like how the yeah, fuck what? does it happen? Um, I have no one around them go, yo, son, this is not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Let's not do this. Dude, it, I know, right? Um <laughs> It's insane. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. it's okay. And at least that was part of the thing with the As I Lay Dying stuff, where at least when it came to our friends, like I definitely had friends that, that hit me up and were like, bro, are you fucking serious? And I respect it. I'm not like, I want everyone to keep it 100% all the time. Yeah, they wouldn't be you know, your friends if they didn't. If do they that, didn't. You know? And, you know, it's just business is business sometimes, bitch. Um, and. <laughs> You know, it's, I don't know. It's a weird thing. I guess we'll see what the future holds for Fit for the Kings. Um, but Fit for the Kings. I wouldn't do that shit. You got me fucked up. <laughs> I know. I know. And that's that's why when, you know, I, after I made the joke and you're like, holy shit, you actually did that? It's like, yep, I, I, <laughs> yeah, you know. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say it like that. But like, Dude. I, did, I thought you were fucking with me. You were talking about eating Vagisil and shit. I thought you were just doing crazy stuff all the time. No, I I am doing crazy stuff like time all the time, but some of it's real legit, Aaron. Like it's a, <laughs> um, I eat Vagisil and I tour with As I Lay Dying. Um, some would say maybe that's what led me to the decision, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I you know it's weird. It's one of those decisions in life where. Um, you know, we look back on it very fondly. I did have an amazing time on that run. Um, but what a what a world. And, you know, it's just it's a Matrix moment, bro. Um, yeah, you and about 99.9% of the rest of the metal scene uh, probably are in agreement on that one. Um, but... It's yeah. all right, man. I'm sorry. I'm done busting your I'm just going to sit here feeling like a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? At least people like you will tell me and be like, you know what, dude? I just want you to know real quick. You were wrong on that one. <laughs> I'm not going to beat it in here. You know what I mean? No, it's okay. But everyone listening to the podcast at least knows that you're a better person than I am. So. Um, That's sad. Yeah. No, it's, you know, uh, my mom taught self-defense to women and, you know, that's how I grew up. And, you know, I just figured if I was there, at least I'll be able to whoop some ass. No, Ben, he would beat me the fuck up. He's huge. That is huge. He's scary. Honestly, he's (laughs) scary large. Um, But whatever. What the fuck can you do? Fuck people with controversial bands. Let's talk about fun things before I let you go. Um, yeah, what are we talking about? So, one, I, I do want to know, what's the likelihood of um, getting a nothing record this year as well? Is there a chance of that? Probably no chance in hell, dude. Okay. He is one of those people that lives <laughs> in mystery, so... Yeah, and then he's a, a mystery man. That's cool. I'll live. I can keep listening to the ones I got. That's okay. Um yeah. Now, with the new Jesus Peace stuff, um, are you guys still with what is it, Southern Lord? Yeah, we're still with Southern Lord. Um, That's very cool. His next record. Absolutely. Sick. I'm stoked. Yeah, I'm, uh, 
I'm pretty stoked on that. Hopefully, we can do a little more behind it. You know what I mean? Maybe some videos or something. Absolutely. I mean, super legendary label as it is. Um, so it's got to be cool being affiliated with that kind of a roster. And I think that does also lead into, again, how you guys are able to do so many different things and be that band that people want to cross genres. Um, what's the likelihood of you guys doing a more scene related tour or is like knocked loose really as far as you think it'll go? Um, you know, I have no idea, man. You can never really tell with our guys. Like Would you do a stick to your guns tour? Would you do a, you know, something like that? I don't know. Jesse managed us for like a little bit. Oh no, shit! That's awesome. Yeah. Super, Super talented, talented fella. Um, yeah, guy, he's cool. Yeah, I just use that band as an example because I feel like they're that next step outside of like from Knockloose. You can go stick to your guns. Stick to your guns could also tour with like a census fail, you know. And it I guess it depends of, where it is. You know what I mean? Like Europe, you kind of just do whatever the fuck you want to do over there. That band is massive over there. Um, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, extremely large. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. We're always down to like play in front of new people, of course. But as far as like, I guess like scene stuff. I haven't really listened to any bands, you know, in so long. Like, I don't know who's really coming up. You know, it'd be cool is if you did a tour with If I Die first. That would be. Sick. Oh yo, Ned's my man. I mean, Zubin from Philly too. Oh no shit. He's just in his four. Yeah, he was sending me them shits the whole time they were recording. It came out cool. Lotus shared a, um, some new demos with me the other day, and they're phenomenal. But it's that band's got crazy hype right now too. They're doing really good. It's cool. It's like for that, you know, that genre of stuff, it's like right on the fucking head. Like, man. Oh, dude, 100%. And that's the stuff that I was super into in high school. I was, you know, wearing my sister's pants and eyeliner and fucking. I wasn't doing that, but I yeah. love me some scene shit. I was yeah. trying to get with this one chick. So I listen to it all the time. I was like, this is cool. <laughs> I'll listen to From First to Last and Chiodos with you. Um, <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah. Dude. I love that stuff. I still love that kind of stuff. I mean, there's that Static Dress band. Have you heard them yet? From England? Static Dress. I don't know if I did. I think maybe my roommate showed me that at one point. Yeah. They're super sick doing that kind of shit, but throwback scene music and stuff. Um, big fan of it. They're great. Going to have Tom, their guitar player, on this show at some point. But Nice. Um, I love I love Gwen Stacy. Dude, Gwen Stacy was see that's that's some good Christian music right there, son. That's a, that's some old school solid state right there. You know, uh, I love me Gwen Stacy. Um, no, nah, I I did like that band a lot actually, and it made me want an American Apparel hoodie. But um, <laughs> yo, I got like I used to have this shirt. I was mad young, but like. It was, like, the first time I ever really started going to shows. Like, my friends would go out to these, like, Christian Melkor joints. And um, I saw Gwen Stacy once, and I got this shirt. It was, like, the Gwen freaking Stacy shirt. It was green. Oh, my God. I just thought it was, like, so cool. I was like, whoa. I would wear it all the time. The coolest and then, uh, shirt. You know, I probably ended up throwing it away over years, but I tweeted about it. My friend Mike had the same fucking shirt in my size now and sent it to me. So now I just have it in my closet. Dude, that's so sick. Now you can be adult scene version of Aaron. Um, <laughs> Hell no. Dude, yeah, I had a lot of those gaudy t-shirts. Uh, I tried not to get too crazy with the colors and stuff. Because I've never been that loud. Purple was my color. I used to wear a purple American Apparel hoodie and a matching fitted 
Yankee. Oh cap hell yeah! All the time. So I don't. That's my still my favorite color. Lavender really is my favorite color. Dirt. I was color just wearing dirt. whatever the fuck back then. I didn't really. I was still dressing like I loved Fifty Cent back then. That's sick. Do you not still love Fifty Cent? Uh, I like the first couple records. Yeah. <laughs> Where's he gone? Fifty Cent. He's no longer relevant in the hip hop no, community. No, he's the man. He's always going to be crazy. Yeah. Fifty's a legend. Yeah. Absolutely. Legend. Absolutely. Drinking, you drinking vitamin water? Fifty Cent. Absolutely. Yeah, he has his own flavor, right? The the um. I think he, he owns has, this shit. No way. That's Pretty crazy. Sure, yeah. I know Kobe had that body armor company. R.I.P. Yeah, man. Like, and that stuff is really good too. I body like, armor, it's yeah. delicious, bro. Yeah, it was great. I was like, it's awesome. Every time you drink it, you just gotta throw it in the garbage can and chase. Speaking of Kobe, bro, did you take one of them uh, the Uber helicopters in New York City yet? No, no. It's like a hundred bucks. I'm about to take that. Home. What? Yeah. Just no way. In the helicopter, man. Yeah. You can do an Uber helicopter? I didn't even know this is a thing. I'm almost certain in New York City you can do Uber helicopter. Okay. And by almost certain, I'm definitely certain that you can do that shit. And I want to do it really bad, but I also don't want to die in a helicopter accident. Likewise. It's kind of badass, though, but no. It, it, I mean, yeah, you know, there's definitely been quite a few legends have that have gone out that style, but I'm just, I would be so scared. I can't imagine, like, have you ever ridden in a really small plane, like a, like a 15 a passenger kind of? Yeah. Like I did one of those just from like Albany to Boston once and that shit was like, all. you feel it all. So I can only imagine <laughs> with a helicopter where it's like, this has got to be freaky as shit. Yeah, no doubt. But one of these days I'll do it someday. I didn't know it was an option, so now I'll it's like you know you got black and then you got helicopter. That's so sinister. <laughs> That's so you see him flying around the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, and I went over there. It was like really limited. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I looked up and there was just like a black helicopter with Uber on the side. It's like no oh my shit. fucking god. Who the it's fuck? Had, yeah, and that just shows how much money Uber had coming in when they're like, okay, well, what do we do next? Let's buy helicopters. Honestly, though, imagine them, if they just said, yo, we're doing helicopter rides. Imagine so many like dudes from the 80s that had fucking helicopters and like stupid shit like that. Where they're not making money off of them so much anymore. They probably all jumped at a chance to fucking do some Uber on a helicopter. You know what Absolutely. I mean, I mean in it. theory, I really want to do it. I just need to not be a pussy about it. Yeah, you could be a puss or you can not be a puss. There's like, <laughs> well, generally in my life, I'm usually treading the line of puss, but um, I'm not the most daring person. Like, I'll jump off shit and stuff, and like all that kind of whatnot. But like, ride a motorcycle? I don't know. I don't know if I'll do it. I got my motorcycle license, dude. Damn. I'll be rocking and rolling on the highway, man. That's sick and scary. I like. I don't that. have a motorcycle. Oh, you didn't you have a, a dirt bike or something last time we talked? Because we were talking last time we spoke on the phone. We were talking feature deck shit. Or you had a Vespa. That's what you had. Yeah, I had a, like a scooter, dude. Like, I'm trying to get one of those motherfuckers. I they're gangster, myself. man. Yeah, dude, and they're not that expensive. Like, not at all, and man. they're incredibly efficient on gas in the city. It's insane. Yeah, I'd rather have one of those and like not have my car here and just not go outside when it rains and I'll be fine. I'm true. Cars yeah. are stupid. They are. Cause then you get your car towed and New York city charges you $500. Yeah. 
Yeah, I never really understood like the towing thing. Like, so you're gonna take my car and then I have to pay you to get it back. Yep, and then and it's and it's because you owe them money, so they think, oh, this person owes me money, so they must need to be able to owe me mon- more money, and that's yeah, how that's, they'll. Yeah, that's good. So let's go fuck somebody who's who's down, especially during fucking COVID, because this actually happened to me a few weeks ago. So, so they told you during COVID. Yeah, they ain't even making people pay rent. They're making people pay parking tickets. They didn't for a really long time, and then the weekend that they came back and started doing the parking tickets, they came with their dicks out real hard. Um, no, be like that. Yeah, I had to rent one of those. One of the so there was those Vespa scooters that you could get in in New York and shit. Um, yeah, but they just outlawed them because two people died, and the two people died actually on the same night that I rented one, and the oh, only shit. time. And I, uh, I yeah, it was one of those Rebel scooters. Because yeah, I thought my car, I was like, where the fuck did I park my car? I can't find my car. And I didn't realize it was towed, so I searched around for it with one of those scooters for that long because I thought I was just high and forgot where I parked it. <laughs> and, yeah, they towed it. They towed it while I was going for a car repair as well because my the fucking garage was like, yeah, there's no parking here. I know you got to go park around the corner or whatever. And I was oh, like, they okay. sent you up, motherfucker. I know. I got fucked royally that up. day. It was literally like a $700 car day. It was fucking terrible. So. That's when you just chopped that shit up. Bro. Thanks, Cuomo. Car, bro. Um, yeah, I do. I'm going to get rid of it. I hate it. I'm done. No, nah, I love my car. I love having a car. Because I, like I like to escape and go upstate if my girl's at work and go hang out with my friends. But... Whatever. But, dude, Aaron, this is really all I got for you today, man. Is it? All right. Yeah. Do you uh fucking... So, one, I need to know if there's a, like an underground or signed band. So I wrote... Do this thing in the middle of the show. It's called Mid-Roll Mosh. And okay. I like to showcase like unsigned bands. Uh, do you got anyone in mind that you think we should spin this week? Simulacra. Okay. Can you send me a link to the song of your choice? Like text Yeah, message? I got you. Okay, sick. Beautiful. Well, that's great. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I, does I got it, you, bro. Does it have lots of mosh? Hell yeah, of course. It's my homeboy Don Pabone. He did the artwork for only so. Oh no shit. It's he's a vocalist for this band. That's sick. I love the only self artwork I'm looking at currently. I need it on vinyl though. I don't have it. Do you guys you have a pressing a out right now? Hopefully, I don't know. I'll look, on, I'll look at the Southern Lord site when we get done. Uh, that's but. your best bet right there. I'm not much of a help right now. I'm a little melted in the chair. That sounds nice. <laughs> As you should be. But, dude, thanks for doing this and making some time for us today. Thanks for bringing on your son to do a little chit-chat and hype everybody dude, up. I'm actually pretty excited that he he said, you know, things. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have it on the airwaves now forever or until it gets pulled down. But um, this is actually going to be my first episode with um, a new podcast network. Oh, So I'm really excited. I thank you for doing it, man. It's fucking fun as shit. Anytime, brother. It's always nice to talk to you, man. And thanks for doing the Featured X thing with me, too, and like willing to take the jump with me. And so I got to check the inboxes on that, see if anyone's actually going to pay me that money. You're goddamn right. (laughs) Yeah, I'll have to take a peek when we get off, too. Um, but we got, uh, yeah, anything you want to say to the people before I let you go, man? Uh, yeah. Nah. 
yeah, I love you guys or something. I don't know. Yeah, go buy the go buy only self on vinyl. Yeah. Like I'm gonna do. Oh yeah. Go Otherwise, you're a record bitch. And shit, man. Listen yeah. to nothing. Listen to Jesus Peace. Listen to Night Sins. Listen to fucking uh, Action dude. News when it comes Night out. Night Sins, dude. Yeah, yeah, Night Sins. It's good Fuck shit. Yeah. yeah, that's your that's drummer, sexy right? Sexy shit right there. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle Kimball, best drummer in Pennsylvania. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's one of them suave looking motherfuckers. That's oh, cool. Yeah, good for him. What yeah, else? I like that shit a lot, actually. Oh, listen to fucking Cloakroom too. I've never listened to that band. Doyle, who plays guitar, nothing now. That's his other band, and they were fucking sick. You'll love them, dude. The first video I saw of y'all playing with Doyle, he sounds great. Dude's got a really good singing voice too. He's fucking beautiful. I don't understand. Yeah, it's like how slides right out of there. Yeah, how a talented dude. But yeah. all right, well that's a lot for the people. But dude, hold on one second. I'm gonna stop recording. And uh, but thanks for being on my show today. Anytime, man. Thanks for having me. Of course. All right. The show is over. You all survived. Things will be changing up a little bit over here at Get Tucked. Um, So make sure that you go and you follow us and subscribe in your podcast app or wherever you stream podcasts. I'm really excited to make this sweet announcement next week. Thank you all for listening to me. Um, I appreciate you always tuning into the show. So yeah, go subscribe, review, do that whole thing. Thank you all. I'll make sure that we have something spicy for next week. And as always, remember to get tucked. <laughs>